What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode 21 of Track Talk Podcast. We are your host, Emma and Hannah, and we're going to put a disclaimer on this episode. We are recording immediately after the race. Yeah. So if anything happens, you know, things come out later, penalties, um, any information that we should know about the race, um, I just want to make a note that we are recording, like, immediately after. The race has literally just finished. Yeah. They're still doing post-race interviews right now, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's... But we're here talking about it. Yeah. Um, and Hannah, I just want everyone to know, is decked out in pink today for Barbie. Yeah. I got pink nails. Pink nails. Pink hat. Um, pink hat. No, we're here for it. Even though I saw Oppenheimer last night. Oh, and we'll see it this week. I'm actually really excited for it. I'm, everyone needs to see it. Yeah. It was really good. But I will say, if you're going to go see it, try to do like a tad bit of research before you go. Because yes. it is very, like, it is very historical. And you kind of need to know the timeline of, like, World War II and the start of the Cold War and stuff like that. So if you go see Oppenheimer, just, like, try to do, like, a little bit of research. Otherwise, you might be a little bit confused. Just scan the Wikipedia page. Yeah. And um, it'll be great. I see Barbie on Thursday. Are you seeing it this week? I'm seeing it on Tuesday. Oh, you're going to see it before so me. Okay. I'm excited. Well, yes. Yeah. Barbie and Oppenheimer. I actually, I got, did you see on my story? I got a Barbie Oppenheimer poster. Where is it hanging? It's not hanging anywhere. I'll put it up in my new place. Yeah. But I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Those are my two things, Barbie and history. I, they have done the most marketing for each other. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I'm, I honestly, I'm so excited to find out like what their their box office like is going to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When the F1 movie eventually comes out, should we go like opening night? We should. We really should. Okay. We, I feel like we have to. We have to. to. <laughs> We'll do a little movie review. I don't even know when it's planned to, especially with the writer's strike. I'm not sure if that affects. They're if that's still affecting. filming during the writer's strike. They are, hey? okay. So Brad Pitt was, is like, I think he's, some of the actors, a lot of the actors are on strike. Yeah, they are. But they were filming scenes this weekend in, um, like at the Hungarian Grand Prix. Oh, they were. Oh, they were like know. filming like paddock scenes, like extra race scenes, just like B-roll, okay. was it called? B-roll, is that what it is? Just like extra stuff. Yeah. So they were filming this weekend still, but okay. Brad Pitt was not. Oh, he was not. No, he okay, was so He there. is on strike with the so. rest of the actors. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, I mean, we sound with them, but I also hope we get to see that movie sooner yeah. rather than later. But 2024, I feel like it's going to come out. Right? Yeah. And I think that's when it was supposed to be. Yeah. So I'm not sure if the strike will, will uh, push it back. Like but let's get into it. Let's get into it. Before we actually get into it, um, Hannah, can, can you explain what silly season is? Not a problem. Because we've had people ask and I, I'm just, I don't. Hannah can do it better. Yeah, I did make a TikTok about it one time. Um, it was at the very beginning of my TikTok career with, talk, with Track Talk. Um, and those of you who have listened for a while know that Emma takes care of that. I have, I'm getting better, but I honestly don't know anything about TikTok. Um, so I made one a while ago, but the sound was so quiet. Emma's like, you respectfully, like you can't post that. <laughs> so I didn't. So maybe I should make a new one. But anyways, I'll chat about it here. Um, silly Season is... But then it's kind of the nickname for the four week break that Formula One takes between um, end of July and end of August. So after next week's Belgian Grand Prix, there'll be a four week break till the end of August, till the Netherlands race. Um, and that's known, known as silly season because it's kind of a time where shit kind of hits the fan. Well, and it kind of started early this year. It did start a bit early with Danny. Yeah. Yeah. So historically, it would be the time where like either contracts are extended or contracts are broken or drivers driver lineup is announced the driver lineup isn't yeah is announced or like the driver lineup starts to shake up a bit like we know that this this driver is leaving this team or whatever and it has happened before where like especially the one um that comes to mind would be daniel daniel ricardo leaving renault and then he had to race 
or leave yeah leaving Renault then he had to race for them for the rest of the season yeah so sometimes it does happen where like something's announced and then they're still with that team for the rest of the season and it's kind of an interesting kind of situation because while you want to be loyal to the team that you're racing with for the rest of the year um you do know that your future is not with them so um I think last year Sebastian Vettel announced it's, his retirement and, and that's st- what it started yeah, yeah. during silly season um I know the year before George Russell to Mercedes was announced. Mm-hmm. So it's just a time where like the the politics and stuff of F1 kind of take the the forefront of F1 news because obviously we're not racing, but because we're not because teams aren't preparing for a race weekend, they have more time to like think about personnel and team principles and who's driving for them and all this type of stuff. So that's no, known as silly season. I don't know. Did, did I do it justice? I think, yeah. Okay. It's really just, it's silly is what it is. Yeah. And we see it also in IndyCar, but they don't have a break in IndyCar. They race the entire time. Mm, okay. Um, I think it's 18 races and they just kind of go through. It's shorter season, but silly season, even though there's no break, there's still, like, it's still when contracts are decided yeah. and, like, teams are decided, drivers are decided. So it's silly because you really don't know what's going on. And it's a lot of rumors. I think that's yes. where silly season the name came from because it's just like a lot of rumors well, that like, you don't know whether they're going to come true or... The silliest part of last year's silly season was when Oscar tweeted that like yeah. um, Alpine has put out a statement saying I'm driving for them. That yeah. is not true. And that was silly. Like that's just like, that's like, that is peak silly season right there. Right. Because it's like all rumors and like, you know, like I said, you never know whether these things are going to come true. The year that George Russell was getting announced to Mercedes, they would refer to it as the worst kept secret in the paddock because like everybody knew George was going to go to Mercedes, but it wasn't announced. So that was like part of silly season. But anyways, I hope I did it justice. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. I think I will try to make a TikTok about it just to have like a little clip to refer people to when they do comment what is silly season because we get it all the time. But yeah, we are entering that um, two weeks from now. So let's... uh, We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll keep you posted. Do you have any quick like predictions for silly season? Like, do you think... Um, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe we'll hear something about Mick Schumacher. Maybe he'll take Logan Sargent's seat that's the one thing that's coming to mind i'm not sure whether it'll be anything about checo would be announced i think it's too early to tell Mm -hmm. because they did say on the broadcast today you know danny is gunning for checo's seat i think it's still too early you have to see what he does in that in that alfatari because obviously it wasn't necessarily his fault today he got involved in that that first lap crash but finished 13th yeah so props to him yeah but anyways we'll uh yeah we'll keep our listeners posted on what we're hearing from the silly season and you guys always feel free to reach out to us with Please. stuff you're hearing and even just if like, it's like rumors like yeah. we're not going to start rumors but if you hear them we just like knowing well and a lot of times like we said with george when there's where there's smoke there's fire that's, yeah and when there's a rumor out in f1 media it's coming from a reliable source for the most part for the most part so yeah we'll be in this together i love silly season i love silly season yeah. i'm excited um, but let's jump into the Grand Prix weekend. Yeah, let's do it. So right away we saw the return of Danny Rick, which we'll get to, but also a new setup for Quali. Yeah. So usually for Quali, drivers, teams can decide what tires they want. I'm not like a huge, I don't really know too much in detail mm-hmm. about what they choose to do or not do for Quali, but for the most part they go on soft tires mm-hmm. or maybe medium and then soft, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, just depending on. As long as there's no rain or anything like that, like that's what they choose. So this weekend, they decided to test a new, I don't know, system. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to describe it. But for Q1, all drivers had to have hard tires, Q2 medium, and then Q3 soft. I kind of like it. I loved it. Yeah. Because it really puts all the drivers on a very similar playing field. 
and they can all push the same mm-hmm. because they are not having to worry about saving a set of soft mm-hmm. just in case they make it into Q3 mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It was like, you're on hard, just do what you can on hard. Yeah. And it was interesting because during practice sessions, the first one was pretty much rained out and then there was the red flag and it was like, not very good. And then for FP2 and FP3, they didn't really do a lot of testing on the hard tires. So for Q1, there wasn't that much data to go off of. Mm. So it was just kind of like, what is going on? Who is going to move forward? And Joe ended up topping yeah. one of the qualifying sessions. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, what? Like, yeah. So you just, you, it's just such a little switch up. And I feel like they're probably going to do this next year. They'll do year. it again. Yeah, for well, sure. Well, yeah. Because it was just a test for this week to like see if it works and it does work. And I think a lot of people liked it. Any kind of change up, any sort of change in like the competition is it's definitely, it's entertaining to watch, but also yeah. it's, it's just a new factor that the teams have to take into consideration. So I loved it. Yeah. Here for it. it. Yeah. I think it makes it like, like you said, more, more like a, of an even playing field a little bit mm-hmm. more fun to watch. Not that quality needs to be more fun because well, quality is always fun. And this weekend it was especially fun, but we're jumping ahead. So let's go back to practices. Yeah, we are jumping ahead. So sorry. Nothing. I honestly, I was very busy. I didn't watch a lot of the oh, practices. Oh, welcome to the dark side. <laughs> I watched the highlights though still. And Checo crashed yeah. during FP1. And I honestly, I think he has a lot of pressure on himself. He definitely did going into this weekend, knowing that the entire world is playing up to the narrative that Danny's gunning for his seat, yeah. whether that's yeah. true or not for next year. I do sort of feel like, bad for him in that yeah. aspect because he's still one of the best drivers on the yeah. grid. Like truly. So knowing that people are wanting him to lose his seat yeah. is kind of upsetting. But like, yeah, he's already had, like he struggled the last few races. Yeah. He struggled in qualifying. He's going up against Max and now he just added, you just, we all just added this extra pressure on yeah. him. Like watch out for Daniel Ricardo. And Which, I'm just like, I mean, in F1, like there is the pressure. So you need to yeah. be able to handle it. Um, well, I think he, he didn't in practice, but he did during he the did race. He did during the race. But yeah. again, getting ahead of ourselves. We'll try to stay on topic. We'll decide, try to stay on yeah. track this week. <laughs> see how well that goes oh I had a note I said like what do you think Logan is thinking now that he's the worst rookie on the grid I think he knows that so oh yeah like I feel genuinely bad for Logan I don't I heard him after q3 or q1 um when I was watching quality and he was just like oh I am so sorry guys I'm like you just like kind of feel bad because he hasn't qualified very well and he doesn't finish the races very well so I'm just, and also Alex Albon is doing really well in his Williams. So it does, doesn't look great on Logan. You know, I don't think I've seen enough of him to say whether I'm a fan or whether I'm not, but I genuinely do just as a human feel bad for him. Yeah. I think you pretty much summed it up. Yeah. Like I'm not, I don't want to see him fail, but he's not like someone I'm actively rooting for, but it does hurt to like know that he's struggling and it's a rookie season and like mm-hmm. compared to, I mean like Oscar. Well, when you see what Oscar is doing as a rookie, it is tough, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think, I knew, I know people thought, knew Oscar was going to be good in F1, but I don't think they knew he was going to be so good so fast. So I think it is probably difficult. Feel bad for him. Yeah. You know, but still a few races left. I saw a tweet the other day that was like, no rookie duo slash rookie trio can beat this one. And I totally forgot that Lando, Alex, and George were rookies in the same year. 2019. Yeah. I don't know if you ever watched their rookie of the year powerpoint video oh yes why they should be rookie why of the they year. should be rookie of the year oh yeah. i have never laughed so hard in a video like they are so funny and there's yeah. lots of memes that have come from it like i had someone reach out to me this week and it was like facts george russell and i was like i know exactly what you're referring to <laughs> anyways if you watch, guys haven't watched watch it, the video go watch it it is very funny 2019 rookie of the year powerpoint yeah that's 
yeah, no, you're right. Honestly, I don't, yeah, everyone just had such a, like, a strong connection and they were so good. And three rookies, that was pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was this year. Nick, Logan, Oscar. I guess so. Yeah, I guess I forgot, I already forgot about Nick. That is sad. Oh, let's just move on. (laughs) Um... Okay, I had a note saying I had to show you a video. I'm not actually going to find it because I don't even know where I'd look for it. But because it just says Ocon in the pit. I I don't know what video you're talking about. Okay, so there was, I think it was during one of the practice sessions. Ocon was driving like in the pit, like just pit lane, like leaving. And then he was saying that Sonoda almost crashed into him. But Sonoda was, was no, no, no. Sonoda was nowhere near him. Like Esteban was fine. There was so much space. Yuki wasn't going. And so like, even the commentators were like, what like no anyway i was like esteban you are a menace in the pits that, don't put this on other people I like say, that's that's what i say all the time and i will continue esteban is a menace in the pits yeah love him he's esty bestie love him love him in the pits scary <laughs> oh piastri had four damage in practice sessions and oh. it carried through through qualifying and the race itself what they talked about it afterwards how piastri was having like floor damage or like issues with the floor Hmm. throughout the entire weekend but he still did really good i mean yeah fifth place fifth place yeah but i had no idea maybe if you watch some of the practice sessions yeah can't change now it's my brand (laughs) (laughs) um and it wasn't max's best weekend usually he like dominates in quali and practices and it was he was struggling yeah and they had brought upgrades the red bull had brought upgrades and i was like i did see that are they like, for real upgrades, or are they... Did they both have them? I believe so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, he still won. It's Max. Yes. He, uh, yes. And he had a great getaway on the first corner, which is what set him up for mm-hmm. so much success this weekend. But I was very happy to see Lewis take pole. Oh, my God. I just... I really enjoy watching Lewis do well. I mean, he's clearly gunning for that eighth world championship. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone wants him to get that because then it's a new record. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not a Lewis fan you're kind of a Lewis fan. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the fact that it was like three thousandths of a second between I the two of them. Know. That was crazy. Did that you also insane. see the clip of Christian talking to Nico Rosberg? No. Okay. What? During so quality? People are kind of going nuts about this. And it was after quality. Christian, I, you know what? I, I saw it, but I don't remember his exact wording, but Christian was talking about how Max had a slide or something. And he was giving an interview with Nico and mm. he was talking about how Max had a slide and kind of making an excuse as to why that's why he didn't take pole. And Nico literally like goes right back. Christian was like, Lewis had the same thing. Oh, and it was very interesting because, you know, obviously <sighs> Christian's not going to say like, yeah, Max was bad because Max wasn't bad. He was only beat by three thousandth of a second. Yeah. But yeah, he's Nico- trying to play it off like, oh, well, Lewis only got pole because right. Max had this mistake. And Nico but- was like, absolutely not, which is growth because... Mm. Nico and Lewis, like, hated each other when they were teammates. So now Nico's defending Lewis, and I'd love to see it. i love to see it. I didn't know about that interview. Wow. Yeah. People are going kind of nuts. It's on Twitter, so. So Emma's note on on the document says, Lando was amazing. He can do no wrong. At one point, he set the fastest time on medium tires in FP3. He's so good. He deserves to be world champion. He does deserve to be world champion. We all think that Lando can be world champion. Oh, we all think he can be. He could only be world champion if he was in the right car. We all know this. They have said, like, right now, Lando is Max's closest competitor. And I was like, what? No, it's true. It's like, what just? And I also heard um, during the quality broadcast that even though McLaren was literally driving a tractor at the beginning of this year, their plan was once they get the upgrades to be up there with Red Bull, which is exactly what happened. But also, even before that, Lando's average qualifying was fourth, which is the second best average to Max. Yeah. 
that's crazy because he was he wasn't doing great at the beginning of the season. He can be world champion. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think we were all rooting for Danny Rick to make it into Q two, and he did yes, because he like did. Yuki struggled. I don't even know the last time Yuki made it into Q two, but everyone was like, okay, but if Danny can do it, then this is a right this is the right move for him, yeah. and he did it. Yeah, he and did I was it. like, that made me really happy. Yeah. You know. Um, I honestly didn't even care, like, that he didn't make Q3. I was just like, I, this is all I want from him. Just at least Q2. That's yeah. all I need. Yeah. And he did it. And then next week, maybe I'll, maybe I'll ask for Q3. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? It's the Alphatar still. Yeah. Like, having them all on hards showed just how close the grid was, mm-hmm. you know? Those Alpha Romeos? Those Alpha Romeos. I mean, they were doing really good in practice sessions as well with the mediums and, well, other, ta- like, other teams were on softs. So, yeah. Joe, Valtteri, like... They were good. Like, this was Joe's best finishing, the finishing, or starting mm-hmm. fifth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not best finish. Yeah, start. which I feel like got very overshadowed by the fact that Lewis took pole mm-hmm. and that Oscar and Lando were up there as well. I feel like no one is really talking about Joe, but like, huge props. Huge, huge props. Huge props to start fifth. Yeah. Awesome. Um, also, I heard that um, in, we're in Hungary, right? Yeah. We are. In, in Hungary, Hungary um, a lot of Finnish fans come to watch the race i don't know the proximity necessarily but um and that's why they were saying you know maybe this is why valtteri is performing so well this weekend because he wants to perform well for his home crowd anyways makes sense that could be yeah well it was like they didn't have the best race Mm -hmm. we know that but it was still like this was during quality let's keep in mind but yeah but no i I think joe credit where credit is due he did good he did really good yeah did you see, like, you watch Quali, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, the last lap that they were going to do when, like, all the drivers slowed down. Mm-hmm. That stresses me it, out. It, I think that was a big issue. Yes. Like, I think that that won't ever happen again because they're going to put something in place to make sure it doesn't. So they were all, f- like, finishing their outlap, and then they wanted to, like, get... They don't want to be in traffic when they go and do their flying lap, so they slow down to avoid the cars behind them, or avoid the cars in front of them. But then there's... But they all did it. But then they all did it. Yeah. And so it's just, like... They're all going so slow setting up for their lap. It's like you you need to like you need to get that speed and that pace going down the start finish straight. I don't know. And I think that's where I don't know if like I don't know exactly what went wrong, but I know George didn't make it out of Q one. Well, I think there might have been an issue with the Mercedes because both George and Lewis were in the pits for like a a long time. Yeah, that's true. I was kind of like getting flashbacks to um, a couple weeks ago when Carlos was in the pits till like a minute left in Q3 yeah. and then set the fastest time. And I was like, oh, I wonder if one of them is going to do this. And Lewis got through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, George, uh, I don't think he had a chance. Yeah, No, George. And then, but he got pole last year. Yeah. And then, so that's just disappointing. It was disappointing to watch because he, he knows his track. He is good at it. He got pole last year starting 18th this bad, year. Yeah. I felt bad. But it was the moment that like got me and I made a video about it was when Charles's time was like good enough to knock Carlos's time like down into the drop zone and I was just like oh I would love to be a fly on the wall in that Ferrari debrief like to talk about like how that happened oh I felt so bad about that or was that Q2 that was Q2 yeah I guess that was Q2 that was like the only memorable part (laughs) of Q2 was just Carlos being knocked out and I'm not a again not a Carlos at Ferrari fan so I thought that was pretty funny but I thought Carlos kind of got the shit end of the stick during the race but we'll get into that but Q3 Lando was setting some really good laps or like really good like sectors and had he was good he was like honestly I was on I was really rooting for him to like take that pole position and Max as well was like kind of struggling the last few laps you saw like his little the lines went yellow which meant like he was not setting personal best and then and then uh, Lewis out of nowhere (laughs) just comes and takes it yeah didn't expect it 
nope. happy for him. I oh. didn't realize that it was 33 races since he had a pole. Yeah, I think so. That's what I saw. If we're wrong, correct us. But 33 races since he took pole position because he mm-hmm. didn't have a single one last year. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy for him. Um, did you get the Danny intro, driver intro that you, you hoped and dreamed for? I thought it was bad. <laughs> the, the, the driver intro, like the F1 opening credits. Yeah. I don't like it because... Actually, I have a bone to pick with the opening credits itself. And I've wanted to say this for a while, so now's my chance. I'll talk about Danny first. <laughs> but I didn't like it because a lot of the other drivers, or a lot of the other ones, it's kind of like split into two. It's like a scene of half their body or body or them walking and then their face. Whereas Danny, it was just like one clip of him and then he was smiling. And that's totally Danny is like him smiling. But I was like, it just doesn't fit the rest of like the sequences. You might be the only person that would have noticed that. <laughs> I didn't like it. I thought it could have been better. I thought it was very rushed, which it was. Um, it totally was. And then my other issue with the opening credits is Carlos. Because Carlos's part during it, it looks like it's paused. Genuinely, when you are watching it, mm. like, there, there's stuff happening in the background. Like, for all the other drivers, there's stuff happening in the background. Like, there's their numbers. Like, the lights are moving, whatever. Or they're moving their head. Carlos just looks up and, it like, nothing happens. And, like, it's like the background is... There's nothing interesting happening in the background to, like, tell you, like, oh, yeah, this is a video. It quite literally looks like it's just a picture. And I don't like it. It makes me mad. Okay. So next time you watch it, the opening credits, look Um, for it. I just honestly wait for George's part. And (laughs) I just... Pierre's, Pierre's part gets me too how he's leaning against the yeah. wall I don't like that either but, but the fact that George just has turned into a meme with yeah. like all the drivers doing it is yeah. so funny to me yeah. anyways anyway, I don't know who filmed these opening credits or what but maybe next year it'll be better we just get into the race Charles couldn't access his water I didn't know that he something was wrong with like the drinking tube so he couldn't drink water during the race so that's a and huge it was a safety hot, hazard it was a hot yeah. race as well yeah. and we see that like it's not done on purpose, obviously. No. Sometimes the tube gets stuck or, like, something is wrong with, like, the water system in the car. But, yeah, for Charles, like, right away at the beginning, he was like, I can't, like, my tube's too short. I can't drink. You think it's the same tube every week? You would think. <laughs> like, what's wrong? Like, what? Like, what? Sort of in the dishwasher and put it back. What changed, you know? I don't know. But I, I felt bad for him. Yeah, so Lewis was on pole. And he, I felt, okay, I felt bad. Before we get into Lewis, Joe had a really bad start. He, like, stalled. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, there goes his race. But, yeah, yeah Lewis... Usually has a good start, and Max just took the lead. And then Lando and Oscar came through, and Lewis all of a sudden dropped down to fourth. And I was like, what just happened here? And also, the Alpines. And I get it that everyone wants to see what's going on at the front of the track, like or at the front of the grid, because like going into those first corners, like it's so detrimental for yeah. like, the rest of the race. But yeah. I'm just like... The Alpines are off the track. Like, what just happened? And you couldn't, you, like, I didn't want to, like, Like, rewind. you saw the, like, bird's eye cam. Yeah. And so you saw these two, three cars pretty much go off. But, like, it's really hard to tell when there's so much dust being kicked off, like, which cars those I know. are. I knew it was at least one Alpine, but yeah. I was like, is it both? I'm I trying know. to remember. I'm like, where did they start? Like, I knew they started further back, but I'm like, I feel like that's both Alpines yeah. literally just off right now. Yeah. And it was. I honestly didn't realize till both of them were, were in the pits. Yeah. So, Joe... Because he had a bad start, I guess, kind of... I don't know if I got, like, got in his head or what, but then he ended up nicking the back of Danny Rick. Yeah. Danny Rick hit the back of one of the Alpines, which hit the other Alpine. Both Alpines went spinning. Esteban Ocon's seat broke in half. His seat? His seat broke in two. How does that happen? I have no idea. Like, That's crazy. that is terrifying for a driver wow. to... Anyway, so Well, he... I saw that his um, rear ring was messed yeah. up. Yeah. 
So he's okay. Thank God he didn't, like, none of these drivers, like, sustain mm-hmm. any injuries. But how does that happen? How does a seat break? It's very interesting. I've never heard that. Right? Okay. I don't know. Well, um, yeah, I did unfortunately mean that Danny dropped, dropped back. Down. Yeah. And he wasn't really... Like, he, he dropped, and then he dropped all the way down, and then he was able to fight his way back up a little bit. I think if he was able to maintain that position, he might have finished in the point. Point, yeah. But you know who finished in the point? Lance. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think Danny was a very strong contender for, like, points, but, no, but he point. started, I know, but he started 13, so it was kind of sad to see him drop back, but then it just kind of showed that he knows what he's doing. He knows how to fight. He knows how to race, you know? He is a, I believe, nine-time race winner. Eight. Danny, eight? I think eight times. Danny Rick knows what the hell he's doing in an F1 car. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate that his car kind of sucks right now, but he knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. so... What, oh, because it was Oscar who was in second for a hot mm-hmm. minute behind mm-hmm. Max, and Max didn't extend the gap for a while. Yeah. I was like, is something wrong with Max? Yeah, after the first like, corner, yeah. it was Max, Oscar, Lando, Lewis. Mm-hmm. So Lewis really dropped... Mm-hmm. Um, he had a really bad start, unfortunately. They were kind of going wheel to wheel for the first two corners, I believe. And then it was like, no. Yeah, no. But it was impressive with Oscar. He's up against Max. He's up against Lewis. He's up against Lando. Lando yeah. Three incredible drivers. Yeah. And he's holding his own. Oh, yeah. Like, he... And the fact that Max wasn't able to extend that gap for a little while. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it. Was it was like over 12 laps, I think, and it was still like at five seconds or something yeah. like that. Yeah. We yeah. talked about it two weeks ago. It was the same thing. It was like somehow Max gets these crazy gaps up on people, but for some reason the McLarens are able to hold it for a while. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like they don't hold it enough to make a difference. No. But no. it's No, because Max's first pit stop, he went in and out of the pits. Emma didn't even know because he still came out on top. I was so confused. I was like... Everyone else's pit. He's still on mediums. Has he pit? He hadn't pit at that point. When you texted me? When I texted you, he hadn't pit at that point. Were you behind? Because he had just pitted. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if your broadcast was just like slight. He had just pitted when know. you text, texted me because he had a 23 second pitted? Pit. pit. He had just pit. He had just pit. pit. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Pit. He had, he had just pit. He had just went into the pits. <laughs> this is what we're going to go with. Anyways, but he had a 23 second gap yeah. and his pit stop was so fast. It was sub two seconds. So yeah. crazy. I... Um, So he came out ahead of Checo because at this point, yeah. because Checo hadn't pit. But like it blew my mind because everyone else had pit so far in advance yeah. and Max was still up ahead on the medium tires. That's what they do. Going for his little afternoon stroll. Like they, they try to extend that gap so that there's no chance of him losing his position when he comes out of the pit. And it just, it blows my mind. Well, how they can continue to do it. How they, like, I don't, I just can't, I don't know. Red Bull's impressive, Max impressive. I just was like, has he pit? Like, I I don't, I don't know. Carlos? (laughs) Yeah. When he had made that call to the, like, strategist saying, if I think Lewis is gaining, like, I'll come into box. And the strategist was like, good call. It's like, buddy, that should be your call. The strategists were kind of out to lunch today because there's another point where Lando's engineer got on the radio and was like, should we go with plan A or plan C? And Lando was like, uh, plan A is good. Like, but what? You tell me. <laughs> you think you think I now have to worry about that? I'm now making my own strategy as I'm trying to catch up to Max Verstappen. Well, like, Carlos, this whole, like, Lando, Carlos, they were, I feel like they were literally wearing two hats this race. Like, they were drivers, but they were also trying to, like, again strategize yeah and carlos he definitely had better pace than i I would say than charles this race he he was on soft tire to start off with whereas charles was not and so it would have been so smart to let carlos pass 
because he had that little bit of advantage. The soft tires were not going to last long, but if you can get ahead, make that gap, and then bring him into pit and to box, like it would have been such it would have been such a good difference. And instead, he was stuck behind Charles, and Charles wasn't doing anything on the medium tires. I don't know. I was like, what is going on over at Ferrari? Nothing. Nothing. They are doing nothing over there. I don't know. I was like. I'm genuinely so upset about this. And I love Charles. I want to see him succeed, but he was not having a good race. Carlos was having a very good start. I'm like upset. About, I'm upset. I'm I'm going to bring something to uh, your attention and to our listeners' attention. What? Charles had his best friends and his girlfriend with him this weekend. So he had Alex, he had Marta and Ricardo mm-hmm. and his friend slash photographer, Joris. 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 Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Anyways, I would like to point out that the last race that... Alex was at was Monaco okay <laughs> Charles this, finished this is Alex's fault is what we're saying <laughs> uh, hey that is not what I'm saying Charles finished fourth which was not bad in Monaco but he should have finished higher mm-hmm. so not a great race weekend well okay? Charles in Monaco that was also when he got the three grid place penalty yes, the penalty Are you another saying- example wait <laughs> another example of when Marta and Ricardo have been in a race with him in at Zandvoort in 2021 so the Netherlands race and obviously Charlotte was his girlfriend at the time so she was there as well in that race he finished fifth but he was like he got lapped anyways (laughs) I'm grasping here but I think Charles gets distracted when his friends are in in the garage garage. yeah I think that's a safe thing to say I feel like his significant others and his friends should just not be at the race. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Without yeah. saying that, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it. They I'm... shouldn't be there. <laughs> if you don't know, at Track Talk, we're Delulu by now. <laughs> I don't know what you think of us, but I'm... It's not the strategist's fault. It's actually his girlfriend's. <laughs> I... We always look for these patterns, and this is one that I'm noticing. She's been at two races You're this year. You're not the first person who said this. What am I'm I... not? My friend texted me earlier today and was like, I'm just saying Alex would probably not be at these races. She literally texted me during the race and, and said it. So the, this is not you. Well, I'd be damned. <laughs> this is not just you. <laughs> okay, well, as Charles fans, let's just keep an eye out for the next time Alex is in the pits. Yeah. Slash Ricardo and Marta. I'm just looking for something to put my my faith into. Well, I think it's also something that we can blame. <laughs> something not Charles. Something to blame that's not him. Alex, Ricardo, Marta, Joris, you're on the chopping block in my mind. <laughs> that is, I'm also super joking, but I, mean, I do think. I think, I mean, it's a pattern is what it is. There's something to be said about, maybe he just gets distracted. Maybe he does. Maybe he wants to do, like, put on a, I don't know, a good show is not the right wording, but like, have a good race and like, impress his friends, people yeah. that he loves. Yeah. But he gets too intense about it. Yeah. You know? I mean, I did that when I was, like, in cheerleading. Like, if I knew that my family or if I knew people were watching, I would, like, definitely get in my head about it. And so I'd, I got to a point where I was like, you actually don't need to come Really? Watch. See, there's two types of people because yeah. I always performed way better uh, if I had people uh, watching me. Yeah. If I knew – it was worse, too. If I knew where they were, I'd be like, okay, I can't – like, I just – I it was – I that's when I froze. Okay. So – So this, is, this could be a thing. Anyways, this could be a thing. I just needed to bring it to the attention of Emma and y'all as our listeners – because this could be something. Yeah, when Charles went over the pit, it was 9.4 seconds. Yeah. That is not on him. That is not on Alex. That is not on Ricardo. Marta. That is his pit crew. Yeah. Unfortunately. It was so sad. 
Um, yeah, that cannot happen. Nine seconds. Nine seconds. I don't know. When but... Red Bull's doing sub two seconds. Well, so was McLaren. And they, actually, it was a beautiful pit stop for McLaren and Lando. It was a beautiful undercut. And oh, I yeah. know that, um, obviously, not ideal for Oscar because Lando pit first. Lando got the undercut. Lando's tires were warmed up by the time Oscar came out of the pit. Yeah. So Lando just, he overtook. And, yeah. like, that's going to happen. It was beautiful. I loved it as a Lando fan. And people were kind of saying, they were like, well, why didn't they pit Oscar first? Like, okay, well, let's think about it this way. Lando has been at the team since 2019. Well, the broadcast said this. Like, the broadcast did say, I think people are going to be confused as to why they wouldn't have pit Oscar first. But um, they did say, like, I think they're probably just prioritizing, like, Lando having been at the team for four years and Oscar... 11 races. 11 races. While Oscar can hold his own, Lando has a better shot. I I think just the experience of, like... He's he's led a race before, mm-hmm. like he almost won Brazil, and he and he has multiple podiums. So I feel like it's just like that's that insurance, little bit of insurance of like we know Lando can do it. We have faith in Oscar, but there's no like track record to mm-hmm. to go off of. If that yeah. makes sense, not quite yet. But um, no, I think they way. made the right call by pitting Lando first, hundred percent. And then Charles on the radio complaining about. I don't know if it was strategy or what he was saying, but he was like, his, it was Javi who was like, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss it at the end. Like, we're on it. We're on it. And Charles was like, like, what do you mean at the end? Charles is getting so fed up with this team. You can tell. You can tell. You can tell. Like, he's just over and done with it. it. Makes me sad. Because I just wonder at what point, like, yes, his whole F1 journey was to get to Ferrari. But it makes me wonder at what point is he going to stop the loyalty to them? And move on. And like, team. yeah. Because another team would take Charles in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. So that just, every time something like this happens, I do get sad because I love Charles and I love Ferrari. And I just think that they're not helping their cause right now. And anyways, with that being said, there are no legit rumors of Charles going anywhere right now. No, they've all been um, dismissed. There hasn't been any legitimacy to any of them at this point. There actually has been... There's a, uh, you sent me a meme this week of like the projected lineup for the 2024 grid. And it's Lando everywhere. According to F1 Twitter. And it was just like, yeah, Lando everywhere, Charles at Mercedes or Lewis at Ferrari, whatever. It was, it was like kind of just like a joke. Like if we listen to all these rumors, Lando would be racing for five teams. And also Lando's very loyal to McLaren. So I don't see Lando going anywhere anytime soon. Um, Um, yeah, obviously this is what Silly Season's for, but yeah. I just want to say that, like, there has been a lot of rumors, and honestly, unless it's coming from, like, a respected source within the garages, I am i don't think there's any legitimacy to much of it. We can trust the people that are saying they're in talks, or Red Bull is seen talking to Lando. Yeah. Like, obviously these drivers are going to have these conversations yeah. with other teams and team principals, but that doesn't mean they're going to go anywhere. Yeah. So you might see, like, on Twitter, like, Lando talking with uh, Helma Marco. Like, yeah, yeah, that could have easily happened. But that doesn't mean Lando is going to Red Bull. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. I mean, the other thing is that in this sport, for some reason, I, I never really understood it. They're all very good friends yeah. in in the paddock. Helmut Marco could talk to Lando about his race and it would be totally normal. Mm-hmm. And that would be fine. And there wouldn't be, like, yes, people would be like, oh, seen talking. It doesn't necessarily mean it's about contracts or anything like that. It's just, like, these these team principals and these drivers, they all speak to each other. They're all very friendly. While there are tensions sometimes, you know, Christian and Toto. Yeah. That is a great example of like these two hate each other sometimes and other times they love each other. Mm -hmm. So like, well, they spend all these months together. Yeah, exactly. I just never seen a sport where like everyone gets along so well. (laughs) No, maybe because I mean, it's, 
it's not like it's a team of 20 players or mm-hmm. whatever. Yes, there's a team. Obviously, there's a huge team that, like, works on the car. Yeah. But, like, the drivers itself, like, quote-unquote, the athletes. Yeah. There's 20 of them. Yeah, you know? that's true. And so... That's Who true. else are they going to talk to? Well, I, I, and we've talked about it before. A lot of them, you know, grew up in racing yeah. series against each other. You see pictures of Lando and Max, Charles and Max, George and Lando, Alex is in there too, all the time. Like they grew up racing against they each other. So racing. they become friendly, but it's just like wild to me that after all those years of racing each other, and maybe there is bad blood that we don't know about, but they don't show it. So no. it's wild that there's no like bad blood that we see like, oh, Esteban and Kira hate each other forever. It's like, no, they're friends now. So I don't know, whatever. I just thought that was, I, I've never mentioned it. I've always thought about it. Like how interesting this sport is to me that everyone seems to be very cordial and friendly. And I think maybe it's just the context of motorsport itself where it is very dangerous. So to be on one team essentially, and make sure that all these drivers are, and, and their pit crews and anyone in a dangerous position are safe, I think is big. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyways, Formula One is for the high road people, clearly. <laughs> okay, well, speaking of high road, we got to talk about Lando. He said, because he, it was at the point near the end of the race where there were, he was going to lap cars or he had lapped cars. Oh, yeah. And <clears throat> he was trying to, you know, extend the gap with Checo. Checo was right behind him. And there was, you know, there was Yuki, there was Logan, or was it Alex? One of the Williams. It was Yuki, one of the Williams, Hulkenberg, I'm pretty sure that... Lando was trying to pass because he was clearly a lap ahead Mm -hmm. and these drivers had had been given the blue flag to move aside Mm -hmm. and these drivers were not moving aside and to some extent like if that car is not like right behind you you don't need to move over but you need to like be aware of it and Lando got on the radio and was like like why aren't they moving what are they they're not racing for anything anyway and my guy that was you a few weeks ago. You were at the very back of the grid, not racing for anything. Um, and I just know a comment like that is going to give him a lot of hate. And I understand his frustration completely because, like, Checo was right behind him. And yeah. these drivers I think it was not. a heat of the moment thing. I think he totally yes. regrets saying it. Probably. Because, like, he can quite literally put himself in those driver's shoes. Yeah. Because that's where he was. And I think that it was just really annoying to be in that situation because he, he knew that Checo was gaining. And, like, he had... That that gap was like, it was from six seconds down to like four point three seconds to like three seconds. Like Lando knew he was like my only shot at extending the gap further is getting ahead of these cars yeah. that should not be in my way. Yeah, and they weren't getting out of his way. Yeah, so I understand where the frustration came from, and I understand in the heat of the moment you're gonna say stuff that you don't really mean. Yeah, we should just write it off as like he was just really upset in the moment. Yes. and yeah, yeah, because I mean, even I mean, Crofty was like, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was like, that, that was you. This was and. You. And Lando didn't have, like, much of a response. Like, he didn't, like, go double down or anything like no. that. So, I think that it was probably just, like, you know, heat, heat of the, of the moment. moment. Yeah. And yeah. Lando was a good guy. Like, yeah. he's... Everyone on the grid loves him. Yeah, but... I do think that there is... An... I'm going to jump ahead. I do think he's going to get hate for breaking Max's trophy. Oh, my God. World. <laughs> just before we were about to record, we saw this video. Thank God. Because if we recorded and didn't talk about this, I would be very upset. Yeah. Lando... With his his, uh, his champagne, champagne celebration, yeah, and it's it's his thing. That's what he does, and I don't blame it because it's just it's his trademark, yeah, you know. But he smashed a champagne bottle onto Max's podium. Max's trophy fell off the podium and broke. Smashed, smashed. Well, and last week he did uh, the same thing, the same thing. But Max's trophy didn't break. Yeah, but because the the trophies this week at Hungary were so like beautiful and like. 
They were like sculptures. Like, they were so delicate. Crafted. What? What? What do you? Uh, like ceramic. Like yeah. I don't know what material they were. I'm they assuming. were stunning. They it was were like, like art. it looked like hand painted. Honestly, too. It looked like art. So I think that it was just like a lot more delicate than a normal trophy mm-hmm. might be. And yes, unfortunately, it went smash. And Max was really good about it. Lando also did not realize what he was doing. Like I don't think he meant to. Or I like. I think that he got too ahead of himself in that champagne celebration and like didn't think that there is a breakable trophy here everyone right away was such good sports about it yes. like red bull was like broken record and broken trophy like they were yeah. joking about it yeah max was max seen, was like, laughing max joking about it laughed he picked up the pieces he gave lando like you know one of those bro hugs yeah mclaren joked about it yeah. and like I'm seeing a lot, right before we recorded, I saw a lot of hate on Twitter, on Tumblr, saying, like, someone's like, sorry, but if you're going to do this, like, maybe do it on your own podium. It's it's an irritating thing. It's not even a signature move. Why does he have to make it, like, such a spectacle? Um, someone else was like, I knew that as soon as Lano got a podium, it was going to break. <laughs> like, they were just already being so mean <laughs> like i don't like lando obviously did not do it on purpose and like no yes. but how funny would it be if next week at spa he po- he gets a podium and he like specifically removes all of the trophies off before he smashes it that would be hilarious so funny i think he learned from this i think so max was a good sport about it we actually um before we recorded we hung max's picture which i i would love to like frame in my home of max holding champagne in one hand and his broken ceramic vase in the other hand yeah. and he'll get that replaced for sure um yeah um repaired for sure oh 100 percent. we've got max here for us with us for the rest of the season so he might get that trophy fixed but yeah. it's always gonna be here yeah broken oh we're all, we'll always remember we'll always remember we really jumped ahead but max towards the end when uh his engineer was like just checking in is everything okay oh yeah <laughs> max was like yeah all good he's quite literally just going for a little drive He's that's how it seems sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah. George wanting to box with six laps left. Weird. He was like, I seriously think we should consider boxing. I seriously think you should just keep driving. <laughs> He's like, I don't... Where was he placed when he... He was behind Carlos. Carlos was seventh. Charles was sixth. And we were all like, Charles had extended the gap enough because he had got that five second penalty. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, okay, well, if we keep this gap, Charles will keep that sixth place. And then George is like, I should box. And then his engineer was like, no, let's not do that. And then literally a lap later, George overtook Carlos and then closed the gap enough from Charles to like get that. To get within the, yeah. So I'm just like, what? Like Carlos can be his own strategist. George, you cannot. It's like what it That's what you learned here? Yes. Um, I'd like to say this is the first race that a Haas did not DNF in three races. Um, I love that. Yeah. Good for Haas. Good for Haas. I just can't get over George. I don't... (laughs) What if he had boxed? What did he think was going to happen? Yeah, Genuinely, I don't know. I don't know what he thought was going to happen, but it's fine. Yeah, we saw Checo back on the podium. Got third place. I was very scared that Checo was going to catch up to Lando, but Lando is no, amazing. Lando held his own. Lando yeah. held his own. He's great. And then what? Someone at like the, I think it was Nico Rosberg who was like, um, oh, like, should we expect a win next time? And he was like, maybe if Max retires. Like, I did hear that. I actually really love Nico Rosberg on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. I think he's great. Yeah. He does such a great job. Do you have anything else to say about the race? Yeah, Aston Martin finishing oh. ninth and 10th. Yeah. Don't roll your eyes at I, me. I mean... Well, no, I just want to say, like, this track should have been theirs because it's a lot of slow-speed corners and that's something that they've been pretty good at, like, what their car has been excelling at and they 
are not they suck i don't know what happened in the last few races yeah but all these other cars these teams are bringing these upgrades and it's like aston martin isn't or they've just something's like gone wrong so i think we chatted about this at the beginning of the year a little bit whether they'd be able to maintain that position mm-hmm. that they were holding onto for so long which was i believe second in the constructors and i mean alonso literally on the podium so i think they are still second in the constructors. are they still i think so no they're third now mercedes is second yeah i correct myself so and we we were kind of having that conversation of whether we think that that would be like sustained excellence or whether they would you know end up tapering off unless something crazy happens during silly season and they bring upgrades to their car come end of august i'm not sure how i don't know if this season is a success or a flop for aston martin because you could clearly tell how well the car was performing at the beginning of the year and it seemed like such a success because you haven't seen aston martin be this successful Mm -hmm. In a really long time but knowing that that was a level that the car could perform at i'm wondering if they maintain this if it'll be considered a flop of a season because they had the potential and then they didn't end they, up they didn't do anything it right it, yeah at least in the past past years you could say like they weren't driving the best car but like aston martin quite literally was the number two car on the grid at some points this year so they could do it anyways that's just something to keep an eye on we'll see what happens next race yeah where is the next race Next race is Belgium. Would you like to get into track stats? We can do track stats. Track stats Whoa. with Han. I I do like Spa. Okay. I think the location is really cool. Right near Arden Forest. I think it's pretty cool. Um, it's like got like a good backdrop to it. The fact that it rains all the time sucks. That's just like the climate there. The fact that, and we would be remiss to talk about it, but that there have been multiple deaths on this track. Um, you know, I can't say I love a track that has all these safety has concerns. These safety concerns. So mm-hmm. and we did chat a couple episodes ago about whether we think this might be the last year that they use Spa and F1, because I believe their contract might be up after this year. Before I get into track stats, I would just like to say that I hope that, you know, it's a safe weekend for everybody. Maybe they're looking at Eau Rouge before this race weekend. I'm not sure if they've looked at that corner any anymore after the most recent death. Can I just say yeah. it has no plans right now to be extended after this year? Okay. Yeah. So this is the last year of its contract. I did think that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that they just need to look at the concerns that the drivers and the teams have and Mm -hmm. like actually put an effort into fix these corners Mm -hmm. or like, I don't know, like it's not, it is a dangerous track. Like we're not going to sugarcoat it. Well, and it's not necessarily the whole track, but there is a section of it. And the the turn is called a Rouge and it's like a, a really quick, like left turn, right turn. And then you go up a hill. And because it's such a quick transition between your left and your right, (laughs) it does tend to be very dangerous. And it's also because of the climate in Belgium. um, And because this track is so large, it's the largest, longest track on on the F1 calendar. There does happen to be like rain in some sectors and no rain in another. So I think it is difficult to try to figure out like what your strategy is, like what kind of tires you should be on. It just has so happened that when these crashes have happened and these deaths have occurred, it's been like really terrible conditions and, and Eau Rouge is just absolutely not safe in, in those conditions. Um, so anyways, I'll get into track stats. 44 laps, two DRS zones. 44 so laps. That's exactly it. Because it's it's Holy. the longest track on the calendar. I know. Crazy, right? The, How many the record, seven. It's seven Just kilometers. over seven. Monaco's three. Yeah. Italy's five. Monaco does like 80 laps. So. Yeah. And today it was 70 laps. Yeah. And the. I know. 44 sounds super low. It's just because 44. of the length of the track. Um, I'm the record time to, fin- to get around the track is, is a one minute 46. Holy. 
That's way. crazy. Some tracks, it's like a minute three. A like, minute 46. Yeah, oh a minute God. 46. I love track stats with Hannah. I learned so much. <laughs> You're so welcome. Um, it debuted in F1 1950, so it is one of the oldest tracks. Mm. So 1950 was actually, I believe, the first Formula One season, and there were seven races on the calendar. And Spa was one of them, Silverstone. Um, yeah, so it's just like another really historical track. It's really, it does have really long straights. So maybe we'll see... How many DRS zones? Two. Two. So maybe we'll see the Williams perform well. But yeah, fast, challenging corners. I already talked about Eau Rouge. Um, which is not... I mean, Silverstone as well is fast. Has like fast corners, which we saw McLaren kind of dominate in. So it could be more up their speed, up their alley. I don't know. Yeah, potentially. Know. Last year, Max won. Checo came second and Carlos came third. And Valtteri retired after one lap. So I'm, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it must've been just like a, some sort of failure. Wait, was Lewis, did he race? No, I don't think he, I don't think he started the race. Last year also, Max started 14th and Charles started 15th because they took new power units. Oh. Not just them. Um, Charles, Max, Charles, Lando, Joe, Mick, and Yuki all took new power units. It was just like that time of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all started a little bit further back, but that's crazy. You know, Max started 14th and he won, which, you know, nothing shocks us. But nope. the more I, I do track stats, the more I realize how good of a season 2021 was. And I watched the whole thing. I loved it. And obviously we know it was like the closest championship like ever pretty much, but just going back and remembering all those races, like it's not just the, the Jetta race. And it's not just like those, those races at the end of the season. These races were so interesting. Now, I don't even know if you can consider spa 2021 a race, but I would not. I think it was so interesting. Because it was one of those calls that F1 made that they don't usually make. So for those of you who either didn't watch that race or just need a, a quick refresher, in 2021, the track, the day of the day of the race, the, the track was so wet and it was raining so hard that they actually didn't finish, or they didn't start the race. Um, they did a formation lap and then they did one lap under a safety car and they everyone finished with half points because you can't really reschedule a race. No. So they needed to do something. It was, I took the day off of work to watch this race because it was my first season watching F1. I was like, I need to take every Sunday off. I need to watch these. So I remember like taking the day off and three hours into a rain delay. And I was like, uh, what did I do? <laughs> like, um, I did love watching it because I watched the broadcast the whole time. And the memes that came from that day were hilarious like you just saw mick and sebastian vettel playing soccer in their garages with their engineers 2v2 you saw lando sleeping there was that clip of nick latifi when his umbrella flies backwards oh, yeah. it was honestly so much fun to watch but it was it was a crazy day um the day before that max took pole and george russell took his second place start in a williams let's just remember he was still in williams at this point and so because they finished under a safety car um, George finished second and that was a podium with Williams and while you can say maybe it wasn't a race it was a really big moment for George and for Williams mm-hmm. they had they were just like they had finished both of them in the points at one of these races around this time and then this happened and it was just really honestly very nice to see um, kind of a little bit of a revival of that team and George helped with that a lot yes. and we have to give him so much credit for that um, but yeah I remember watching that race though. And Max was like, the track is fine. I don't know why we're not racing. It's like, well, you're on the front, right? Like (laughs) you are quite literally leading the pack. So you don't have any spray. Like your visibility is, it's not great, but it's good. But yeah, I thought that was so funny. I hate Max. (laughs) Anyways, that was, uh, yeah, if you guys, I told you last week, if you want to go back and rewatch Hungary 2021, please do so. Cause I thought it was so good. I went back and Mm rewatched it 
enjoyed every second. Um, maybe don't go back and rewatch Spa because there's not really much to watch. No. <laughs> just a few laps and a lot of rain. Just look up the memes from that day and it'll be just as good as watching the race because they truly are amazing. That's track stats. Do you have predictions? Let's do predictions and then that's pretty much it. I will do Lando. Does Oscar get his first podium? I'm taking Oscar. You're taking Oscar? Yeah. Okay, you go first. I'm taking, okay, with no max, Lando, Oscar, Lewis. Okay, you think it will be could be a McLaren double podium? Could be. I'm going to go Lando, George, Fernando. Okay. I'm going to put Fernando back up there. Okay. I just feel like McLaren has been working so hard and Oscar spe- specifically has been working so hard mm-hmm. in the past few races that like it's due to come eventually. So why not this weekend? Um, I... We will just put out a little disclaimer here as well um, that next weekend is a long weekend where we are from. So we, Emma's moving and I have a family reunion. So I think that our episode next week is going to be released a little later than usual. Like usually we release Tuesday morning, I guess, depending on where you are, maybe Tuesday night. But for us, Tuesday morning at like 11 a.m. is usually when we put it out. Um, I think we just have to record later this next week. Mm -hmm. So it may be coming out Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, that sort of thing. Um, We'll keep you updated though. Follow our socials and, and we'll keep you updated on when the episode will be coming out but yeah it's just a little bit of a hectic week for the two of us yeah i know i'm moving i'm so excited everyone say congratulations so thank excited. you congratulations <laughs> i personally love moving because mm. i love putting stuff into a new space i haven't started putting stuff in boxes yet yeah I well i also my parents moved us so often i've lived in six houses in my life that's weird and so i just like don't have a like a, a sentimental bone in my body when it comes to like my space so like i could pick up and move no problem and just like take on a new space and it'll be fine i'll start packing after this probably all Um, right well let's leave it to it i'm gonna refresh f1 to make sure we didn't we're not missing anything hamilton says his first lap first lap slump in hungary didn't matter as mercedes remains a long way away from a win that is lewis said that lewis said that Max Verstappen bringing Red Bull to their 12 consistent. Yes, we didn't talk about yeah, that. Yeah, so congratulations Red Bull for breaking that record. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just having a broken trophy, but mm-hmm. setting a new record mm-hmm. for 12, 12 races, one in a row. Yep, so good job. Love that. The previous record was held by McLaren during the Elaine Prost, Prost mm-hmm. um, era, so good for them. Good for them. Um, probably end it there. Make sure to follow us on our socials, tracktalk.pod on Instagram, track talk pod on TikTok. And also, if you like this episode, uh, give it five stars. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? We haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Um, I'm still looking for people to reach out to me with their favorite tennis players. And that PowerPoint will be started as soon as my summer class ends tomorrow. So, yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you next week. <laughs>